Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's message, Pastor J.D. discusses Black Lives Matter. He reminds us that only eternal lives matter. Black, white, yellow, red, and everything in between. Jesus wants all of us to come to a saving knowledge of Him. And as Jesus' return draws near, bringing people to the Savior should be our highest priority. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 27, 2020. All right, let's move on to number two. Because we've covered this second one, in prior updates, which is the recent signing of the Abraham Accords. I'll be brief. I know those are famous last words. (laughs) But again, we'll look at the Scripture first, then view this through the lens of what God's Word says about this. And please, again, I would just ask kindly, (laughs) lovingly, humbly, if you would, just peel back all of the layers of your preconceived notions. Take the name Trump off of this, out of this, and let's just look at this. Okay? Objectively. Honestly. Okay? 1 Thessalonians 5.3. We are told that while they are saying two words, peace and security, destruction, there it is, (laughs) will come on them suddenly. As, and here it is again, labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Peace and security. Ezekiel 38 verse 13, very detailed, tells us that the Gulf states, in particular Saudi Arabia, there by the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, will merely protest the Allied invasion of Israel with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm when they invade Israel to take a spoil from the north in Syria. Very interesting detail. Next one, Daniel 9.27. Again, take everything and everyone off the table. Let's just look at what the Scripture says is going to happen, okay? Daniel 9.27 tells us that the Antichrist will confirm, strengthen, make better, make great, greater, a seven-year peace agreement, which will include the rebuilding of the third temple. Daniel 8.24 and 25 tells us that the Antichrist, and this is an interesting paradox, 
He will destroy wonderfully, prosper, and through his policy, another interesting word, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy, there it is again, many. Peace, security, ends in sudden destruction. Because that's where the goalposts are. That's where the end zone is, to borrow a football metaphor. The end game is destruction, not peace. Peace is just the vehicle by which you obtain what you seek in the end, which is destruction. That's what's coming. That's what the Bible says. Okay? Second Thessalonians 2.4. And with it, Daniel 9.27, tell us that at the three and a half year point, the Antichrist, this is the three and a half year mark, right in the middle of the seven year tribulation, will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God, so that he sets himself up in the rebuilt temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. That's what the Bible says. Okay? Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3. It tells us that Jerusalem will be the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. And they will be obsessed with and intoxicated because of the burdensome boundary stones of Jerusalem, the borders of Jerusalem. And they're going to heave it away, cut it away, give it away. They're going to cut it in two. Two state solution. And God will cut in pieces those who are party to it, and specifically those responsible for it. Again, I'm just, this is what the Bible says. Okay, are we okay with that? Now, when you understand that this is what the Bible says, this is what Bible prophecy says will happen, then you're better able to see the proverbial forest from the tree, if I can say it like that. You step back and you go, okay, wait a minute. Okay, wait. Oh, you see the bigger picture. Oh, so, so that's going to happen. And, oh, and, and then the Bible says this is going to happen. And then Oh, and the Bible says that's going to happen, and, and you start, you know, adding it all up, and you just have to conclude, <laughs> well, the Bible says that this is what's going to happen, and I'm looking at this thing, and it's already happening. It's already happening. Peace, security, two-state solution. Rebuilding of the Third Temple, uh, United Arab Emirates, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, 
Listen, I'm not the sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer, but to me it seems pretty clear that when you step back and look at the bigger picture, you have to conclude that this is exactly what's happening. It's happening now. And it's clearly heading in this exact, precise, prophetic direction. Exactly as we were told it would. Forget Trump. Forget elections. I'm talking Bible. The Bible says this will happen. Now, whose hand it comes by, doesn't matter to me, because my Bible says that it's going to happen. Doesn't matter who, doesn't even really matter when, because my Bible says it's going to happen. And if my Bible says it's going to happen, and God's given me this intellect, this God-given intellect to reason, I can look at this thing and say, okay, my Bible says this is going to happen, and I'm looking at this thing, and it's happening, exactly as my Bible says it will happen. Okay, now let's talk about this one. Last but certainly not least, is this manufactured global pandemic dubbed COVID-19. Now again, let me hasten to say that I am not saying there is not a virus. Rather, what I am saying is that there is not a global pandemic. And you know what's sad? The confusion surrounding COVID-19 has been, is now, and will continue to be, I would argue, the most divisive and destructive in history. And it's fulfilling prophecy. I am personally of the belief that COVID-19 is the final nail of prophecy in the coffin of human history, bringing an end to this age. March 29th, the prophecy update, I made a comment and afterwards I thought, wow, Um, I knew that the Lord was prompting me, leading me to say what I said, but at the time that I said it I thought, you know, We'll see. Well now here we are, hugging October, and I am more convinced now than ever before that this is how it ends. COVID-19 is how it ends. For born-again believers it ends in the rapture, and for those who are not born again of the Spirit of God, It ends in the seven-year tribulation, but this is how it ends. Think this through with me, and again, I I want to appeal to the God-given intellect and this amazing brain that God and mind that God has given us. And I just want you to think this through with me, just even just logically, okay? Can you imagine a scenario where, (laughs) okay, it's all good now. You can go back to work now. You can go back to school now. 
It, it's okay now. It's, it's, it's gone away now. Here again, we've covered this in great detail in prior updates over the last six months. So I'll just get right to the point. First, let's go right to Scripture, specifically the book of Revelation. Revelation 13, verses 15 through 18, tells us that the Antichrist will force all people to receive a mark on their forehand or forehead in order to buy and sell goods and services. And this will be in concert with a pledge to and worship of the Antichrist, who, as we just talked about, declares himself to be God and demands to be worshipped. So the technology that is in place already is such that every human, and I'll even take it further, not just every one, but every thing will have a digital ID. Everyone will be traced. Everything will be traced. Everyone will be tracked. Everything will be tracked. Have you heard of China's social scores, social credits? It's like our credit scores, right? So if you, if you have good credit and your credit score is high, you can borrow, you can get credit. Well, in China, it's your social credit score. So based on your compliance, you get a higher rating. If you, you know, disobey, and go to church, whoo, you get knocked and docked, and you lower your score. So now you want to go and buy something, you're, well, I'm sorry, you, you can't. You've been penalized. Your social credit score is not high enough. You need to get high again, and then you can buy again. That's how it's going to work and the technology is already in place. And isn't it interesting when you talk about this upcoming vaccine? Again, take everything and everyone off the table. I'm just talking about what the Bible says, and I'm trying to connect the dots with what we're seeing in the world today by first going to the Scriptures. Isn't it interesting that before anyone will be allowed to go back to their livelihood, their lives as they once knew it, they will have to show some verification, certification of a COVID-19 vaccine. The Bible is telling us that this is going to happen, and then I'm looking at what's happening in the world, and I'm thinking, well, let me put it like this. If this isn't it, I don't know what is. Revelation 17 and 18, two very interesting chapters. It tells us that the Antichrist will rule over a one-world economy, a one-world government, and a one-world religion, and it's referred to as Babylon. Namely, 
Chapter 17 is a prophecy about religious Babylon, and chapter 18 is a prophecy about political and economic Babylon. Now stay with me. When you look at COVID-19 through the lens of just these prophecies here in the book of Revelation, it becomes abundantly clear that this is how it's going to go down. Not only is COVID-19 destroying the world's economies, and with it the world's governments, it will be that which unites the world's religions exactly as we're told in the Bible. Single-handedly, COVID-19 is a controlled demolition of the world's economies, the global economies, by design. It's deliberate. It was planned. You know why? And again, we've talked about this in depth, in great details. I've been screaming at you for six months about this. (laughs) The goalposts for those who planned this all along is what they call the Great Reset. I'm going to reset the entire world. Reimagine. Reset. Reboot. So now you're going to have a cashless economy, a digital currency. You know, have you, have you tried to get coins or use coins? How's that working out for you? It's not, is it? That's by design. You know, last year, the U.S. economy was on the brink of total collapse. And this was already in the plans to launch as a cover for that which was inevitable. Global collapse. So they call it the Great Reset. The Bible calls it the Great Tribulation. I'm going to bring it to an end the way we began, and say that this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And for anyone who would say, well, I don't know, I really don't know what to believe. I don't know what the truth is anymore. May I just kindly make a suggestion? Instead of asking what is the truth, perhaps we should be asking who is the truth. Jesus is the truth. At the beginning I made this confession about, you know, I had to step back, and I had to get alone with my Jesus, (laughs) because He's the truth. I was getting to the point where I, I was getting so frustrated, I was getting so confused, I was getting angry. I was actually getting angry. And try as I may, I always try to couch my anger as righteous anger. And the Lord's like, nice try, what are you thinking? That's not right, you're in the flesh! 
I'm confessing. I was in the flesh. I'm like, ah! and here's Jesus going, hey, come here, boy. <laughs> we need to talk. I'm the truth. Because, you know, they're saying that, they're saying this. Jesus is like, I'll tell you the truth, because I am the truth. I am the way, the life, and the truth. And no one goes to the Father except through me. Would you join me in John's Gospel, chapter 18? I want to share with you something the Lord just, I mean, as only He can, He just settled my heart. It was one of those things where when He did that, you just just find yourself, Lord, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much, Lord. What was I thinking? (laughs) You weren't. I know. Forgive me, Lord. It's a fascinating account of Jesus being on trial. We're told, verse 33, Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Listen to the answer that Jesus gives in verse 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. What are we fighting for? Stand up and fight. Wait. For what? For the kingdom. Well, yeah, but it's, it's not from here. He says, my servants would fight if it were, but it's not. Wait, wait, are we trying to fight to get our guy in office? so that we can, you know, take it back. I'm sorry, you'll forgive me. I don't want it back. You can have it. We have to wait till we're out of here, then it's all yours. That's what's known as the false teaching of kingdom now theology. Dominion theology, where you have to take dominion over the earth. I don't, that's the exact opposite of what Jesus is saying here. He said, well, you know, that's all fine and dandy. If my kingdom were here, well, then that would make sense. My servants, my disciples, man, they'd be fighting, but they're not. And you want to know why they're not fighting? Because my kingdom is not here. That's why. And notice conspicuously absent from this dialogue is any mention of Jesus defending himself. You know what he's doing? He's speaking the truth because he is the truth. The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. 
Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor J.D.'s weekly Mideast Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us. We're called to unashamedly boast about our Savior and plant the seed of hope which Jesus promises to water. Share Jesus with someone today and join us for another edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update right here on In Spirit and Truth.